Let's get some insights in the news shaping the markets. And for that, we welcome in Jimmy Lee, CEO, Wealth Consulting Group. Good to see you, Jimmy. When we see what's going on 2023, the markets have been pretty resilient for the most part. But we're still getting in some very strong data, and we know the Fed's going to keep hiking rates. Um, where do you stand on what we're seeing so far? Well, hey, great to see you, Nicole. I think it's the story that the consumer is still strong. And, um, you know, my base case was that around summertime is when really the consumer was going to get tested uh, with, with, you know, the money that's been left over from, from the, all the stimulus that we've seen over the last few years. And so really this is not a huge surprise to me that the consumer is continuing to spend, especially in areas like you were just talking about, travel and leisure, you know, all those months of being cooped up and not being able to get out. And uh, people are feeling much better about COVID and getting out and, and living their lives. And so certain sectors like uh, those sectors like travel leisure, I think continue to stay strong until the consumer is out of money. And certainly, I think that the Fed's done a good job of, of raising rates and, and hurting demand to a point, but uh, not to the point yet where the consumer is folded over. And really, I think it depends on what you're really looking for. I mean, if you want a soft landing, you don't want the consumer to roll over. Um, I know that the consumer is a little probably stronger than what the Fed would like. And I think that's what's going to weigh on the volatility of, of assets like equities, because uh, people are predicting that the Fed probably, you know, stops raising rates after maybe two or three more times. Um, and some people were thinking before last week, maybe one more time in March, and that was it. So I think there's a damper on that hope now. Yeah, I mean, we saw what I mean, when you look at that retail sales, you were talking about this strong, resilient consumer, um, you know, four of the last six prints were actually negative, And then we get this wow number today, beating expectations way over last month. I mean, we saw a number of three of three percent basically and even x autos what any metric you look at you are still seeing a very strong consumer um that coupled with cpi we'll get ppi tomorrow it just shows that we're slowing but certainly not fast enough for the fed right yeah you know i think the cpi number came in you know just a slightly over what was the expectations were so i don't think that really you know shocked investors and and you know as far as the market uh showed yesterday um, you know, I think it was right in line with what people were expecting. And so I, I think everybody's waiting around for some news, some positive or negative news that really could, could take the, the direction of the market one way or the other. But as you know, we're, we've gotten very close to a lot of technical indicators for both bulls and bears. Um, you know, for the bulls, um, you know, the 50-day crossing the 200-day earlier this year with a lot of market breath, I think is something that a lot of technicians look at. But, I, you know, if you if you asked me where I thought the stock market would finish by the end of this year, at the start of this year, I would have said probably a good chance that, that double-digit returns were in the future, and maybe even for bonds. And I know that bonds and rates have gone up and back and forth, but, you know, investors, I think, got lulled into the idea of, you know, parking your money into short-term treasuries or money markets or CDs. 4% sounds very attractive after a negative 18 yeah. plus on stocks here in the US, negative 13 on bonds, you know, but I think that's a sucker play. You know, if investors missed out on January, stocks, bonds, um, just in that month were well over that 4%. So I think you really need to look at your uh, time horizon and to make sure that you're allocated properly. And there's never been a time where when we've gone through these market yeah. corrections that adding to equities or investments that are down a lot, good investments, was a bad idea, and I still don't think it's a bad idea today. 
Yeah, understood. So you would have thought double-digit percentage gains, you said, for the market averages at the beginning of the year. We're already up over 7% for the S&P 500. Um, hopefully people caught some of that run in some way and more so for some of the growth stocks even. So you said you're bullish on energy, um, trimmed some positions. Tell me, uh, you said you added two financials. Tell me about some of the strategies, sectors. Um, this, as you mentioned, bond yields, the six-month is at the highest levels basically since 2007. Um, but how do you make money now? Well, I think last year was a stock picker's year too. And, uh, you know, just passively investing, I think a lot of people um, didn't do so well. And, and I also think a lot of active money managers, I track, you know, the largest mutual funds just to see where retail investors are, are, are putting their money and, and what those managers are doing. A lot of those retail mutual funds, the biggest ones in the world, we're down way more than S&P, which, which you know, tells me that they were overweighted probably in tech and some of the high growth names prior to the market going down. And so, you know, we had a big overweight energy. We still have an overweight energy, but we took some of that off just because we were taking some profits. And while I'm still bullish on energy stocks, you know, I think that uh, taking that overweight off and, and reducing it while gradually, gradually putting it into other sectors, including quality growth stocks. And, uh, you know, I know that there's a debate going on in terms of whether those stocks will ever go back to where they were before. I'm talking about quality growth, not the companies that didn't have earnings uh, or really even that much in sales. I'm talking companies that dominate their industries in tech, you know, and I think this year for those companies are trying to reduce expenses to, to keep their margins um, as, as healthy as possible. But I think some of those names have gone down so much, so much more than the market in general that you can start to, to, to pick, pick those even now after they, they had a nice run in January and up till now. So we're rotating a little bit. We think that bonds are ultimately gonna be a good place to be. We've given back a little bit of January's returns, but I still yeah. think bonds are a good place to be. I think public real estate is also a good place to be. Private real estate didn't really correct that much last year at all. Public real estate took a huge hit, I think a big discount from really what yeah. the value of those assets are worth. And so I think stocks, bonds, and real estate will do well. We also think that while the dollar's kind of coming back and, and showing some strength right wow. now, we think that the trend yeah. is going to be lower. So having international holdings, including emerging markets, because of the reopening of China is also important. Uh, historically, U.S. investors are very underweight international stocks, and for good reason, international stocks have, have underperformed. But I think this year, as well as last year, I think international stocks might have a little bit uh, of the other day and some sun sunlight on their asset class. So I think those are some of the moves that we've made. Yeah, thank you for all of that. Uh, enjoy our conversation. Uh, a good luck, a bullish luck. Appreciate it. And even the home builder sentiment uh, echoes your point about real estate. I mean, that came in and we really saw a great jump there. Thank you very much for being with us. Jimmy Lee, CEO, Wealth Consulting Group. Thanks.